Let's say all your friends are heading out to brunch, and afterwards they want to check out that cute little clothing store on the corner. I mean, it sounds fun, right? So you all get up after you pay the bill, start walking to the clothing store, and now you're frozen with fear. You don't want to go. What do you say? That you decided to finally tackle your crazy credit card debt and you're not exactly known of the best self-control when it comes to buying clothes? What if they make fun of you or, worse yet, don't want to spend any more time with you? Look, I don't need to tell you that change is hard, even if it's something good like getting out of credit card debt. I mean, maybe you're sick of it and you just want to break the cycle of living under this huge pile of debt once and for all. None of us knows what is coming. We're incredibly adaptable and capable. And so, yes, the actions we're taking, it makes me think it might not be one that maybe you even thought you would have to take. But I also just believe we are doing the best we can in all situations. That's Kate Flanders. And this woman, oh boy, has she broken the cycle of many things in her life. And then some. She calls these adventures and opting out. As in, you opt out of being bogged down by debt. So you go on an adventure to get out of it. Or you decide to opt out of your career because it's not for you. So you save up money and quit. Maybe it's something even harder, like opting out of the poverty cycle that your family has faced for generations. So you do whatever you can to make sure you've got a decent roof over your head and not worry about where your next meal is coming from. The thing is, breaking the cycle in your financial life is hard, like seriously tough. No doubt about that. Knowing this, is there some way you can make it easier, at least be your own cheerleader to help you keep going? Welcome to Beyond the Dollar with me, Sarah Lee Kane, a podcast where we have deep and honest conversations about how money affects our well-being. Our first episode of the season takes a look at what breaking the cycle in our financial life looks like with the help of Kate Flanders, best-selling author of the year of last and most recently, Adventures in Opting Out. What is it about making changes in our lives that are so scary? How can we navigate them if nobody else is supportive? And what if we even, you know, fail? Before we start, I want you to know that there are no cut-and-dry answers when it comes to figuring out your money stuff. But the first step is to figure out those pesky emotions and how that affects your decision-making. I have an emotional spending guide that walks you through some of these juicy questions and how you can start figuring out what your emotional triggers are. To grab it, head over to beyondthedollar.co slash spending. All right, get ready, grab a seat, and let's go Beyond the Dollar. Okay, so back to Kate. Her latest book is filled with questions and guidance I'm sure we can all use as we're trying to navigate through finances, the good, the bad, and the downright ugly. One of the biggest changes Kate's made is giving up her apartment and becoming a long-term traveler. I had a lot to process more on my own end because, like partially because of stories I was raised with, just travelers are like really flaky or like at some point you're gonna have to settle down and like figure your life out. I had a lot of stories inside of me that basically told me travel was almost like a really irresponsible way of living and that it just like wasn't an option. Like the option was you get a job, you get married, you have kids, you buy a house, you pay off your mortgage. Like these are the things you're supposed to do. So it was actually more of a struggle for me to work through those stories and be like, 
I've literally wanted this since I was a teenager. And I've been battling the stories from family, from friends, and inside of me that are telling me I'm not supposed to do this thing. In her case, the changes were scary based on what she was telling herself. Herself. Seriously, can anybody relate? Because I know I can. And in most cases, whatever your current situation is, it starts with the thoughts and stories you tell yourself. Because breaking the cycle is moving through them and questioning them whether these thoughts are true or not. Entering the unknown is scary. But I also think like, not with everyone, but with a lot of people that I've talked to, when you are in a position where you can more freely make some of those choices, there's actually a lot of shame and then guilt that can come from it from other people. And their thoughts or responses to changes you're even considering making are kind of like, how dare you want something different? Or does that mean you think that the way I'm living is wrong or bad? And so even just having to have those conversations can actually be a deterrent for us changing paths in some way. Look, people are going to judge. I'm not going to sugarcoat that part. And change is going to rub people the wrong way. And maybe it's just as big of a struggle as breaking through your own negative thoughts and other types of external factors. But it doesn't have to be all doom and gloom, does it? There's not that many discussions, I don't think, that people have where they're like, actually, that's going pretty well. This is a good thing that I'm doing. And maybe you're not ready in the early stage of it to kind of announce that to the world. Like, actually, this has been really positive. But taking time for yourself to notice that something about it, whether it's maybe a little easier than you thought, or you are seeing early benefits, it's really important to be noticing it for yourself. Hold up. Changing our lives can be fun? Of course it can. And it needs to be. If it was all doom and gloom, will you keep going? The answer is like, I don't know. Or why are we so afraid of it being hard? Maybe it's because we live in a world of convenience. Maybe it's the world is continually designed to be easier for us. Maybe we don't trust that we can handle hard situations. I don't know. First of all, one of the reasons that we don't make a change is all the fears, not only of the fact that it could be really challenging, which it probably will be. There will be some challenge to it. But also, I tend to think I can't speak for the whole world. I tended to think that in North America, we often think that it's almost like everything has to be a struggle. So that just like is our go-to and always kind of point out the struggles as well along the way. So rather than just enjoy something or celebrate the fact that actually it is feeling good, which longer term can create a more abundant mindset in general. But we're just so quick to focus on the negative because it is also something I have found to be the thing that we connect on the most, which is like really that we commiserate on the most together is that everything is hard. Here's the thing. Why can't we celebrate hard? What if hard was good? What if knowing something was hard was worth it? Like not going shopping with your friends takes some real discipline. I get it. But how would you feel after you make your last credit card payment? Wouldn't all that hard stuff you had to do be worth it? And yeah, sure, there's that element of failure. It's a scary thing, making a decision we think will help us, then it just blows up in our face. In this case, 
is there a way to reframe the way we make financial decisions? Maybe what Kate did is a helpful way of thinking about it. Here she is talking about making her decision to travel long term. That's where the experimenting mindset sort of comes from is at least getting to a place where I can say, am I comfortable, let's say, doing this for six months or a year and just seeing what happens? And like, what is the worst that happens? And can I handle that? And I often will not make a decision until I've come up with answers that feel good. So at the time, the worst that could happen was like, I wouldn't be able to figure it out and I would have to come home. You're like, okay. (laughs) And if I got to travel for six months, isn't that worth it? So maybe the lesson here is that we need to think of all our money adventures as a series of experiments. Boy, can that take the pressure off. I think there's a real fear that people will think of you differently, whether it's like you look flaky if you went back or like we just have fears of trying and first of all, failing and like what that looks like, so-called failing. What will people think of us? And then it's so interesting because I'm like, how could that possibly be true? Like if you're at the point where you can make one choice, why wouldn't you be able to make another one later? Like, it's so interesting that that is how we think. Like, it's just, I make this choice and this is my choice for life. But it's like, if you make one choice that's different, why can't you repeat that? All right. So far, we've been talking about breaking the cycle in our financial lives and what that can look like. One of the first steps is breaking through the stories and thoughts we tell ourselves and maybe even getting over the fact that some people are probably going to judge you. And yes, Reframing our thoughts around the fact that hard can be good can be worth it. And treating your adventure of sorts kind of like an experiment, as in making one decision doesn't mean you have to stick with it for the rest of your life. Okay, I bet you're wondering when I'm going to finally talk about money. After all, making changes requires money, right? Like, if you get out of debt, maybe you need to earn more, or traveling long term like Kate does obviously requires money. Finance is honestly probably is at the top of my decisions, like of whether or not I can afford it and or like, what is it going to do to my finances? How will budgeting be different, especially with travel? Like it's a very different way of budgeting than when you just are like renting an apartment or have a mortgage and you kind of have the same expenses most months. So then you have to adjust your mindset around like more of like an annual budget, let's say like. Can I spend the same that I was spending? So not only, yeah, like, can I actually afford it? But what will budgeting look like? Will this impact my savings? Like, will I be able to keep saving or investing at the rate that I have been? I don't generally make a decision if I think it will put me backwards in any way. The lesson here is that you need to look at your money situation before you make any changes. Because the truth is, There's a form of financial risk when you break the cycle, whether that's quitting your job or even moving away from a bad neighborhood. And the reality is that there are a lot of people in much more dire situations. I have never made an opt-out decision that didn't start with feeling okay about money. Like, I have not made any of these decisions until I got to better places with things. So my original opt-out, we could call it, was like deciding to get out of debt. And that was because I didn't, I didn't know that lifestyle. I wasn't raised to know that lifestyle. And so like paying off my debt was the first thing that then helped me leave my government job to go to the private sector. 
because then I was like, okay, like I'm not tied down as much right now. I have like just this little bit more freedom now. Okay, a little bit more choice. That is just the reality that having money in the bank gives you freedom and gives you freedom to make some mistakes. I remember when money was not okay and how little I slept and how much anxiety I had all the time. I don't want you to think that just because you want to make a change and you're not exactly well-equipped to do so, to just give up right now. Little steps matter. The next dollar that drops into your bank account, that matters. And if you're facing some super crazy barrier like living in a gang-infested neighborhood or you're struggling to get a higher-paying job because, well, maybe some higher-up deems that a woman or a minority doesn't deserve as much, well, it is possible to imagine more for yourself. There is inspiration out there. Trust me. I had to stop looking just at people I knew and to start looking at other examples and be like, okay, like maybe I don't know anyone personally who has done something like what I'm thinking about, but there has to be someone out there who's done this. Like I can't be the first person who's dreamt this up, obviously. (laughs) So who is out there who is doing it and could give me something to kind of model it after or just get some ideas from? Specifically for Kate, she looked at people with kids who were doing long-term travel. In her words, she said that felt more courageous than what she was planning on doing. And so if you don't know where to start, well, the season is all about people who are being courageous in their own lives and maybe even begin to move through the other side. And ultimately, I know it's hard to believe, but you've already started breaking the cycle in some form. Even though it still felt like this huge decision to like give up my apartment and travel, I'd actually been traveling in various ways for about six or seven years before that. It would be more like I'd go away for like four days by myself or I would go to a conference by myself and then I would stay a little longer by myself or I traveled a lot for work for a period of time. So just being like, I'm comfortable in airports, like I'm fine in solitude. I actually... This isn't a huge leap in some ways. And just looking back, I had always sort of been working towards it without knowing I was working towards it. What Kate is saying here, and I wholeheartedly agree, is that maybe you've already started on your journey to break the cycle and don't even know it. I dare you. Go back and look for some evidence you have done some of the things that you want to do. Seriously, go on. And if you need some support along the way, I'm here. Heck, the guests on this season are freaking here for you. Their stories of heartbreak, struggle, and figuring out different ways to break the cycle makes me feel hopeful, optimistic even. And my hope is that their stories, like Kate's, gives you a glimpse of what is possible. So keep listening, because there's a lot more in store from Beyond the Dollar in the upcoming weeks. In the meantime, Hit me up on Instagram at Beyond the Dollar and let me know how you plan on breaking the cycle in your financial life. Next time on Beyond the Dollar. My father was 62 when he died. We never had any reason to believe that he would predecease her. And had things gone the way we all assumed that they would, that my stepmother would die first and my father would, you know, have another 20 years or so, this setup would have worked just fine. The problem was my stepmother is a very small person in a lot of ways. And one of the ways that her smallness manifests is that she believes that money equals love. And so in order for her to feel like 
my father loved her, the money couldn't come to me and my sister. So she used that uh, loophole in the trust to basically disinherit myself and my sister. Thank you so much for listening in on Beyond the Dollar. If you like what you heard, please share with a friend. It'll help share the mission of what we're trying to do, which is to have more deep and honest conversations about how money affects our well-being. So tag them on Instagram when I post Beyond the Dollar or send them a link. Whatever you want to do to spread the mission of what we're doing around here. Now, if you feel that putting money towards the things that really matter is a challenge for you, feel free to download the Value-Based Spending Guide. So what it is, is you're going to be able to gain clarity around what matters most to you in life, be able to name your most important values and how we can start putting money towards those things. So to download the value-based spending guide, go to beyondthedollar.co slash values. So thank you again for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode of Beyond the Dollar. By the way, thank you to Donovan Durant again for providing this awesome theme song.